Good morning, good noon time, good afternoon, good good noon 30, good midnight, whatever time of day it is. I want you to know that I'm Lynn Ferguson and I approve this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show, Lynn Spins. It's a podcast dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world and music. Uh, today, we have a special guest, another interview. This time, join me in welcoming a pop and R&B artist from the UK, Vero Verotic. He's from Scotland, trying to make his way. With 13,000 followers, Vero has garnered over 127,000 plays. Through Band Lab alone, he's in many bands, including 555 Gang, M. Dumont, and Bully Goat Squad, and has released two albums. With recent hits like Ben Her and I'm Sorry, may you enjoy Good Welcome, Vero. Thank you. That was an awesome intro. <laughs> that you couldn't, <laughs> couldn't have done it any better. <sighs> I almost couldn't either. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love this because me and my friends have been talking about doing a podcast, so it's cool to get some uh, experience doing it. Definitely, definitely. Well, I'm glad you're here. How are you yeah. feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's like nearly 10 here. It's It'll be 10 in a bit. So, yeah, it's a bit later here than it is where you are. But, yeah, I'm chilling. How are you doing? Oh, damn. Okay, so you're, you're in my perfect time of night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well... Uh, I guess we'll just start off, start right off. How are, what are your musical inspirations? What inspires you to do music? That could be like different artists who inspire you or different genres of music. Like, however you want to answer the question, what inspires you musically? I mean, that's a great question. Good way to start the podcast off. Um, I mean, I take inspiration from everywhere, not just music. An example, like when you've been doing music a while, you can, I was like, hitting my vape there and it was making a noise and I was thinking that sounds like a cool noise you could sample that to make a beat or something so you can kind of my brain just works in a way it'll take inspiration from kind of anywhere which I feel like a lot of people who make music can relate to but some artists that kind of inspired me well because I'm I'm a bit younger than uh, most people on band lab and people that I know that I'm friends with so when I was in school, it was kind of a different era of music coming out. So one of the biggest people who inspired me was a, I don't know if you've heard of him, but you might have a Lil Peep. So yeah, he, he was kind of, I was just Who? in this zone. And I just, I was listening to only kind of the popular stuff. But, who, who was it again? Uh, Lil Peep. Oh, Lil Peep. Yeah, I heard of him. Um, Yeah, and it basically he just, because I used to be kind of one of these guys who would just listen to what's on the radio. I didn't really have a specific music taste and he was kind of the one that made me kind of get into stuff that was different and I was like not not everyone's going to be listening to him that kind of led me on to finding other artists and starting my what own was shit. different about him what what was different that like made you say okay yeah other people probably won't listen to him it's a good question because when how I heard one of his lyrics was we were in a PE like so we were doing some sport thing and my friend was connected onto a speaker and he has this I can't remember the exact lyric but I remember just hearing this lyric and I was like whoa because obviously I'm just used to listening to the radio stuff and then oh, he says something like uh, I can't remember I'm just looking at it. he says something like I, I want to kill myself but it's just the way he says it and I was like whoa you don't really hear that in like radio kind of songs and I was like I need to check this guy out and I just loved that I probably at my young mind didn't realize that you can literally say anything you want in these lyrics and I was like wow these guys are just saying anything so it kind of intrigued me 
because usually you're just used to hearing the it's summertime you know we're sitting here at a party but then this guy's talking about dark depression drugs like all this really really deep stuff and the way he's saying it so it just intrigued me but yeah that's so that's just so weird to hear you say that i guess i mean it i guess it's like different over there in scotland but like Mm -hmm. um me being 28 like i was born in 94 and like i grew up with like like i grew up the total opposite like i grew up like thinking that the meat the music that I first grew up with was amazing. And like the nineties and the two thousands, early two thousands, it wasn't, it wasn't a whole bunch of guns and drugs and killing people and killing yourself. But Mm -hmm. as I got older, once I hit my preteen years and my teen years, it was like all of the music on the radio from like 10, 11, 12 and up was like getting worse and worse. And it was just about, you know, guns and about you know just darkness you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's just a little surprising hearing that you um that that was different it was different to you um it's interesting so what are your origins and this is this is stepping away from music a little bit what are your origins like in life like where do you come from what kind of kid were you what kind of childhood did you have what kind of um city did you grow up in like what what made made you before the music yeah, I mean, my my kind of story is uh, it's a it's a weird one. It was I, I was born I was born in Glasgow, which is like Edinburgh is the capital of Scotland, but everyone knows Glasgow is like the, I'm pretty sure it's I don't know if it's bigger than Edinburgh, but it's a it's a big city. And yeah, so I was born there, and I was kind of I met all these people, and when I was quite young, I, I moved to more of a middle class kind of area because my parents wanted me and my sister to get like a better education and all that so I kind of met all these people and settled in quite well but then I kind of had to move to this other school and learn all this different way of kind of how they acted and it kind of messed me up at a kind of young age not met like it was just made me a bit more anxious so that's why I became more of a when I moved to the more middle class area it kind of just made me a bit more anxious and shy which was kind of the opposite of what I was and yeah and then I I just I grew up and I kind of you know I was trying to just fit in but it was more when I was 15 16 I kind of just mentality changed totally and I was like I just want to be me and be happy being me but before then I was almost like more of a sheep trying to fit in with the with the cool kids and all that and do all that right you know regular shit and then after that I was like nah that doesn't I don't want to live my life like that anymore so you say you stepped away from trying to fit in when when you moved to the middle class yeah so the because obviously in Scotland the schools are different so we have primary school which is and it's primary so it's p1 to p7 and then you go into high school when you're like 12 and that's uh s1 to s6 so it was more when i was like 14 no like yeah no i was like 15 16 that so i was i would have been like s4 or something like that so it was just because i used to just like let people walk over me all the time and stuff like that and looking back on it now i hate myself for it but now i'm like i'm just totally different from that definitely definitely are you making money through your music I mean, I'm getting there. I would say, because I've, 
what I can say now about my music is I've got it to the point now for a while I was just pushing pushing trying to get better at the music and all that stuff but I wasn't seeing like rewards I wasn't for my efforts like I would drop the music and it would get okay plays and some more subscribers but now I can say that I'm building a community like meeting people like you and building it up and starting to see the rewards for my efforts so yeah it's definitely doing a lot better than it ever has before definitely definitely what's I'm sorry about the song that you put out with um oh I'm sorry Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome you I'm glad you liked that one um well basically that kind of album that inspired me was this other artist I quite liked called Sex Dogs who sadly passed away like a year or two ago he was this quite big artist and he the reason why I kind of identified with him a bit was he his voice reminded me a bit of my voice and I would listen to his lyrics and some of them were quite similar to mine and so I really liked him and then I found that he died and I was quite upset about it and even now I go back and I listen to his stuff and sometimes it even inspires me to kind of the way he would rap and use his voice for that song is definitely I I took inspiration from him for some of those songs on those tracks wow but that is really cool what do you think about charging for collaborations are you like charging for collaborations do you charge for anything when it comes to music or how do you feel about that that is a very good question so basically i feel like nowadays a lot of artists do have to do that because if you're if you're starting off you're the way to think about it is your music and you you're a product you're trying to you're trying to get yourself out there and you can't people like a free product but as some people like having that exclusivity to get a feature you have to pay so people will be like oh i need to pay him so he's obviously up to higher levels so when when i kind of got into making music and doing it more i started trying to charge for features and that but now a lot of the time i'll just hit a lot of my friends i'll just do it for free like all my friends i just do it for free if we're friends but people i don't know and sometimes i offer band lab promo for for artists where i do like a week or two of me promoting their song and they might pay me a bit and pay me for features and stuff like that but it's just because the money really helps me put the money back into the music so i I, if i if i had the money where i want to get to the point where i don't need to charge anyone for features i can just give them it for free but i'm trying to get grind and get to the top so i need to start making a bit of money off it i feel you i this is what i feel about charging people so like Mm. i put it this way i am worth something my vocals are worth something you know you've heard my music you know um if someone listens to just one of my songs you know they'll be able to tell you know especially an original they'll be able to tell this is something worth something so it just baffles me that people are so upset when i charge because Mm -hmm. it's like you know i don't i had to learn to not let other people and i hope you learn that too or you know that um to not let other people 
dictate my prices and dictate whether or not I charge because you're at that point, you're letting people dissuade you from knowing your worth and people don't like people who know their worth because then they can't get over on them. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. So if someone ever, anyone who's listening out there, if someone ever, you know, um, gives you trouble for charging, uh, for something that you know is worth something that you do, that is not a person you need to be working with anyway, because they don't respect you. They don't respect you. And that's just what it is at the end of the day. So, you know, people will always try to feed you these things. Like one of the things I get the most common is, um, Oh, I thought you were in it for the music. I thought you, I thought you did it like me because of the music, this, that, and the third, you know, obviously you don't. And it's like, uh, no. And one thing you said actually made me want to say this even more. Um, when you were answering the question, you said, um, you kind of ended it with, um, you want to get to a point where you're not charging people. I want to, I worked to get to a point where I was charging people. That's how I saw it. So like, I initially knew that I could not charge people going into it when I first started on Band Lab three years ago because I had just started. Nobody knew what my voice sounded like. But now that millions of people have forked my work, um, Band Lab has put me on, you know, tens uh, and tens of different playlists and, um, you know, different trending lists. I've been trending 28, 30 30 times. You know, now that, you know, I have, you know, um, songs with thousands of plays and, and, and hundreds of likes and things like that, people can see, yeah, this is the quality quality that you're getting when you exactly. work with exactly. No, I, I agree because a lot of the time people will get almost insulted that you say, oh, I charge. And I do understand that some people do just want a free thing and they want to work with you and they don't have the money. But I've said this in other videos and that there's other ways to get if someone charges for a feature and you don't have the money, you could say something like, Hey, I'll share all your music to my friends or try and make it worth a while. But a lot of these people they just get insulted and just get angry and then go, Oh, like why why are you doing that? Like you said, Oh, I thought you were in it for the music or and all that. And the thing is I wanna to get to the point where I have money I don't I have money and I can just make money off doing my own thing. I don't need other people. But at the point if someone wants to do music with me, it takes time out of my day and to set and do the feature and I might not get anything out of it. They might just get a really good song and they can put it on Spotify, but I'm not getting anything out of it. So so that's why you got sometimes charged people especially on band lab people are weirder about it but i think the big creators like me and you and 301 ant and these other big names they, they have every right to because we've been on here for so long we should start getting some money off our efforts yeah and like it, it, it's a job like at the end of the day if you can go to the mall and buy a gumball from the gumball machine then why can't you pay me for a song Exactly. Yeah. I, I just don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, why? Why are you able to give all of these corporate people your money? You're able to pay for this. You're able to pay for that. You you pay you know celebrities to buy their music when they're famous, mm-hmm. but you don't want to pay. But if Nicki Minaj was sitting here right now and she was not the famous woman we know her to be, you're telling me you would not pay her sixty bucks, a hundred bucks to get a verse? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. People, people, people act like because you don't have clout um, to the degree of like you're not famous, you haven't made it yet. You know yeah. that you can't charge for your stuff, and it's like, baby, I'm literally like you said, I'm taking time out of my day. I'm like, I have to make sure of what filter to use. If I use a filter, I have to, um, you know, um, make sure that my vocals are on point. I got to take time out for me personally as a singer. I'm not just a rapper. I'm a singer. So like I sing and I rap. So I have to take time out to make sure that my I don't smoke too many cigarettes because I've been smoking since I was 12 years old. And I don't know how I still have my voice, but I do. So, you know, I have to make certain that, you know, I just put out an opera song, an original opera song uh, for Christmas yesterday I'm that I made. And yeah, you should. It's mid-venter with a V. Um, and, um, you know, um, I had to make certain I couldn't do it for the past three days. Like I kept trying to do it and I couldn't do it until today. No, until last night. Because Sometimes you t- it takes a while to capture that perfect. Because I know that. Yeah, especially when you're a smoker like me and like your voice is affected by how many cigarettes you smoke a day. So, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, when you're telling me that I have to stop my vice and I got to stop smoking as much weed and I got to stop smoking as much because if I don't smoke as many cigarettes I'm gonna have to slow down on the weed because I know I'm gonna want a cigarette after I smoke so (laughs) so if you're making me do that type of stuff and you're making me take time (laughs) out of my day and you're making me you know really devote myself to being really really devote myself to being creative and like giving you a really genuine work of art especially with me I will do a song in a minute like um, this person just invited me to a song and they were like, so when do you think you'll have it done? And 10 minutes after they sent that, it was done. Yeah, you worked yeah, like you me then. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. I'm quite quick to do something. I was going to say, though, about that point, about that you, were point you were saying about how people only want to, like, they wouldn't think twice about buying or paying for this stuff from Nicki Minaj or these other big celebrities, which is more, it's almost kind of fucked up because these people have millions, if not sometimes hundreds or billions, and you're paying them your money, but you won't support these artists who are just like you who are trying to get by. Yeah, you you you, you spend no time thinking about buying Nicki Minaj's next album or buying, you know, uh, System of a Down's uh, latest hit. But it's Mm. like, you don't want to pay someone who you respect enough and you like enough to ask them to be on on one of your songs. Yeah, it's crazy to me, to be honest. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, so, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, if if, if they want to do a song that bad, I'm sure. Because I remember... Were, when, I yeah, when I first started Band Lab, I went and messaged a bunch of people, the big artists at the time, like 301 Ant and other people like that, like Dalterius and other big names on Band Lab. And I was like, oh, can we do a song and that? And then they were like, yeah, I charge. And at the time, I didn't have any money. And then when I got bigger on the platform, they ended up just doing it with me for free. So a lot of the time is if you build a relationship with that person, they might just do it for free because then you're you're helping you each help other, like you're promoting the song. And, and that's and very not... true. That's yeah. very true. I can literally uh, attest to that personally. Like, yeah. I charge for my music, but um, there are many people I've done collaborations with that I've never charged. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I would, I would, I would charge you, and I'm, I'm assuming you would charge me because we're just friends, and that's how, because we're trying to, we would both help each other. Like if we made the song, I would promote it, put time into helping you, and you would do the same for me. So we wouldn't need to charge each other. But a lot of the time, some random people message me, and I'm like, yeah, I charge because I don't know them. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't owe them anything, but I want to help them. Obviously, I want to help. Anyone. And by the way, I would charge you. I'm sorry, I don't know what you thought this was, but I would charge you. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> Damn, I was like, you're gonna do me like that. <laughs> oh, no, I'll get my money. On my, on my, yeah, I'm gonna do you like that on my international platform. <laughs> yeah, everyone, yeah, exactly. You got, you got to pay for Lynn. You got to pay for that shit. No, but, and then the other thing, I'll, I'll say one more thing and then I'll move on to the next question. The other thing for me personally is, you know, I sing in seven different languages. I sing in every single genre. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to find someone who can do that. So like, you know, most likely. So like, you know, why would you not pay me? I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the best people to pay. Like, if I don't deserve to get paid, who deserves to get paid? Mm, I, I, and and you know I, a really you know good point really about the paying. The I, I just remember there, and then we'll move on to the next question. Was an example was the Lil Peep guy. So he used to sell his features quite cheap, but even when he was a bit bigger. So, but then when he died and his music blew up way more, all his old songs, with which people had paid like a hundred bucks for, to got millions of plays and probably got all these small artists tons of recognition. So if you're paying for it, you don't know if that artist is going to blow up, and if they blow up then that means that that your song that you've done with them because your name is attached to their name will blow up as well. Mm-hmm. Because they want to hear everything that they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a very good point. I'm glad you said that. So what do you do for job? I heard you say um, something the other day about working. Yeah, so so at the moment, I just work work in like a a kind of school kind of place place, like like, to do with that kind of shit shit. uh and i'm looking looking because i'm trying to get a job to do with music and stuff like that but it's kind of harder because as the thing is i've met so many amazing people through band lab like you and other people but band lab is very dominated by american creators and i that's almost why i wish either there was more scottish people on band lab or there was more i lived in america because i met so many people that always are like yeah you should come to my house and i can get you a job or we can work on this and i'm like oh i can't because i live too far away I mean, but that's the same thing for me. Like, I've never met any, not one person I've worked with through Bama. Like, and I'm in America. Like, you know, yeah. the, just because just because you're in America doesn't mean that you're, you know, closer. You're closer than you are, but like, America not, is very big. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, like, it, it, like I'm moving to the West Coast in uh, when my lease is up in, in March. Um, so I'm moving to California, but. Um, if someone in California asked me to work, like my bandmate, Shinji, um, um, mm. he lives, who makes all my uh, all the beats for the song that we're in, um, the songs that we do in our band. He lives in California. And before that, he lived in Florida. And I couldn't get to those places from Missouri in the Midwest. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not feasible to think that I could just cross the whole country and go yeah, just for and that, do work with that. this person. So the good thing about this age that we're living in now is like a lot of these jobs and a lot of these opportunities are virtual 
That is very that good. Yeah, we're moving yeah, more into the, the metaverse, VR. VR. Yeah, an, example an example is, is think, think about think even about five to ten years, years ago, ago, no businesses, no businesses had, social had social media. But if you if you look now, every cafe, every hairdresser, every they all have social media because social media is the key to business, to music, to everything. Now you need it for every type of job. You do. It's crazy, and that's a really good point because. I've been thinking about that lately. I grew up, you know, I'm 28 years old. So like I grew up in that time where, mm. you know, I was still, you know, very conscious back then when, you know, the world, I was working. I was like, when I was 17 and I was in my first apartment, I graduated from high school early and decided to go straight into the workforce. I was mm. um, um, living in that time for years where, you know, most places did not have any and now we yeah. live in this world where I literally just realized I just made a Twitter like the other day and businesses have been on Twitter for like almost a decade now. It's cr- yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's the new, it's the new it, we'll see more we'll of it in the next five, five to ten, ten years how much it will advance. But, but really, if you're really trying to make tons of money now, now, the best the way is social media social stuff media and, and getting big getting on there and building a community and a following. Because, because then you can then dip you your can toe dip into your toe music, into you can dip your toe into doing clothes, selling your own products, you know, you you need a following of people now. So that's what I'm trying to do is just build a community of people that fuck with me and what I'm trying to do. And I want to help people, so yeah. What is the deepest philosophy you've heard to this day? Oh, that is a good, I love some philosophy. You know that, um, I don't, I don't, I can't think of like a quote, but I kind of probably my own philosophy. I don't know. Maybe this is a Vero quote one day. It'll be like Vero. He said this, but I don't know. It's like, I I just feel if you break everything down to its simplest form, because life is so overcomplicated and there's so much bullshit and there's always so much going on overcomplications if you just break things down for example say someone breaks up with you or you have a fight with your friend if you break it down to the simplest parts and work up from there you can it's a lot easier so it's like oh my friend's angry at me and you break it down why is he angry at me he's angry because i stole a bit of his weed or i don't know something like that and then you work up from there because everyone thinks of these problems and they just think oh my god how am i going to solve that how am i going to do this but if you just life should be simple and the simplest thing about life is try and be happy always try and maximize your happiness and maximize everyone around you's happiness and if you live by that i don't understand how you could have an unhappy life well, there you have it, folks. Straight from the mouth of Vero himself. I just want to thank you so much for being here for this amazing interview. Stay right where you are, people, if you're watching in your seats, please, because we'll be right back after this commercial break. All right. So I know you from the BandLab platform. So I would love to know what led you to Bandlap. What led me? Oh, this is a good one. That's a good, a good question. question. Um, um, so, basically, so basically, me and my friend, my friend. Uh, I started uh, I music started with my music friend. friend. His, his rap name was Ambien. 
and it was kind of it's this kind of story and me and him always had such a good music taste like we always had this on the same same artist and i would always like them and we liked all the same shit and then when we got a bit older we were planning on like doing something like clothes or something he was like why not try music so we spent ages trying to find somewhere that we could record our vocals or that and then we tried garage band and we tried to download these things on our laptops and we just couldn't find it and i remember sitting there one day literally like manifesting almost like i need to find somewhere that i can record my vocals and put youtube beats on and then i find it one day randomly we just found band lab and i was like this is amazing it's a mix of like almost instagram and garage band together it's like a social media and a music making place and then from then on i've just been on there since it is so crazy you you um described it the way you just did because i always describe band lab as like the social media of music platforms like it's literally and then when you said instagram and garage band i literally say that band lab is like facebook it's like the facebook of music yeah yeah does anyone help you with the production or creation process i mean i mean i'm one of these these, especially when it comes to music and generally in life when it comes to working on projects if it's like podcasting or making a youtube video or a vlog or a music video or music itself i love working with people or even just having their opinion on the track because i learn a lot from even if i just hear something that they say i can make my own judgment on how to make it better not just from what they've said so a lot of the time when i make songs the best music i make is usually when i collab with someone or i've heard something and definitely boonsborough beach boy shout out him is the one who's pushed me the barbers and got me this far kind of me and him doing our thing together uh but yeah he's probably the main one who's pushed me to kind of get as far as i can yeah, he's cool. I like his music. He's, he's a good guy, man. Uh, now tell me a little bit about what it is you do. Did I leave anything out of the introduction? Like, what do you do musically? What are all the things you do? I know well, I've seen you musically. upload uh, music videos before. Yeah, I started yeah, trying, I started to, trying to, to do that more that now, more yeah. Now, yeah. Well, music-wise... I just try and make songs that just sound good to the ear. Like, it doesn't matter if the lyrics are dumb or the beat's dumb or whatever. If it just sounds good, I'm one of these people who can hear a song and it doesn't matter if the lyrics are stupid or whatever. As long as the auto-tune or whatever the fuck it is is making it sound nice to my ears, I don't care. So that's why I've got quite a good taste for music. Like, people have said, oh, you you know, like, good music. Because I'm good at telling if something sounds good or it doesn't just from just hearing, from it. hearing so it so i just try so to make music now that sounds good sounds and good. i just freestyle and try and drop as much drop music as i can but i'm trying to do other things as well but music is definitely the one that's my like passion i would say definitely well i've been watching your lives and they are very inspirational and what i mean by that what i mean but i do want to like you know hammer that home or or drive that home because um what do you call it i remember when i was watching some, some of your first lives a few weeks ago i think it was like a month or so ago when i saw the first one and i was like 
it was it was like two or three lives in that I started realizing I need to go live. Like, yeah. I need to start going live. Like, and you don't understand. Like, I got like forty six uh, people watching me the first time I went live. So like, and ever since you know, from the first one, it was just like always twenty or more people, and it's really cool. It's been helping my subscribers. It's been helping. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like, you know, people want to. I always knew that, but like. I was always like really self-conscious and I was always like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to be, I know I, I know I look ugly when I sing, so I don't want to be ugly on camera. <laughs> and, like, yeah. But you got to get over that because people, people will lose interest. It don't matter how good your vocals are. People will lose interest if you don't give them something new. I'm glad I could I'm help and inspire you to do that because my whole thing with the, the way I kind of realize, realize people, people can get more get into more your music and other things that you're doing just from if they know you better was I, Wes Khalifa I started watching his vlogs and he would like promote his music and that in his in his vlogs but I just remember being really intrigued and interested by him and just what he was doing and then that and was, was kind of led me onto his music. So I realized so people, people will generally, generally uh, like, your, like music your music more and more new and people will discover, discover you from just, from just being, being yourself, yourself, not take away the take music, away the you're, music. Just you're just being you, you setting, streaming, or doing a YouTube video or whatever, so people can get to know you on another level, not just the music level. Real talk. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like, it's definitely a good thing to go live and it can definitely help with your um your channel and everything and, and what you're doing. 100%. Um how did you find music or did it find you? I mean I was always I mean, I was introduced always to music from like a young age. So I remember just certain like even when I was like five or six or if not younger, like there'd be certain songs that my parents would put on in the car like and it would just send me to sleep. I don't know like why what? But it's, I can't even I can't remember. Even remember. I'm gonna, oh, you know what? You know what that Johnny Cash song? It's like, oh, what's that? It's like walk, I can't walk the line. It must oh. be that. One. I swear that there's or that other one is like burn, burn, burn. Yes. But yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> it's just I just remember. So I remember like I, that's why I have some, a very broad music taste music like taste. I, I, like I, I like some classic, classic hip hop stuff and I like hyper pop and I like rock and I like some acoustic shit and Johnny Cash country stuff like, it's, it's weird it's I've got weird. very weird music weird. taste I didn't know you liked rock Do you, did I ever send you my playlist with like the best rock that I've ever done in it no you're gonna have no, to send me that after this definitely dude okay have you ever heard me do screamo I don't think so, maybe. I don't think so. Oh, no. I've been slacking with you. I usually try to let people know, you yeah, know, immediately. Send me the, anything you want, send me on Instagram. I'm way more active on there. If, you've got any, if you want me to check out any of your songs, I'll okay. be able to check them out from there. Okay, I'll send that in the Christmas song uh, original to you. Um, awesome. What was your first DAW, uh, digital audio workstation? Was it Fruity Loops? Was it Band Lab? Was it? I, I think it must think have been Band Lab. I think I garage band a bit, but it was mainly it was must have been must have been Band Lab. Definitely, yeah, same here. Well, no, 
technically for me it was Fruity Loops, but um, Band Lab was the first one that I really got into and why I started putting my music out there. That's that, yeah. yeah. With whom do you want to work musically? So it could be a Ooh. famous person, it could be anybody. I mean, that's, I mean, that's me and my friend, me and, friend, me and Boots Beach, Beach Boy talk about this a lot of the time. Is Bandlap has so many talented people, especially all the people who I follow. And the music standard is so high on there. And then sometimes when I go back and listen to radio shit, it just all sounds the same or really repetitive or whatever. But there's so, a lot of the artists I've met and worked with on Bandlap. I consider on the same level as celebrities because they're just that good. But dream collaboration definitely have to put Wes Khalifa on there. You know, maybe fuck it, maybe Adele. That would be hard. Now, why would you get Adele when you could get me? Well, what about us three? That would be sick. What'd you say? If us three were on the track. Who? Me, you, and Adele. Adele. That would be cool. That would be some next level shit. Yeah, no, what do you call it? Um, I love Adele's work. I'm going to sing, see, now I'm going to overload you. I'm going to send you an Adele playlist too. I did like eight of her songs. (laughs) No, she's tough. I actually just did one last night, Set Fire to the Rain. Um, Oh, that song so good. Let me see. How do you hone your craft? What do you do to perfect what you do or to or to find your muse or whatever you do? Um, well, usually, do you dr- like, like for instance, Florence the Machine, like, drinks. Um, um, whenever she needs to create a song, she'll, like, get some wine and just sit and drink a whole bottle of wine and, like, write a song. I definitely think I definitely alcohol, alcohol I found from, from subs, subs, like some, like some you, I do, I under, do from making music, music, I understand why so many musicians that use substances, substances to enhance their creativity. But I found when I drink, I get a bit more confident. So sometimes that's really good for music. But sometimes when I smoke, my I freestyle a lot. So I found that for me, weed doesn't always work the best for me because I'm trying to freestyle. And if I'm trying to freestyle really quick and I'm stoned as fuck, just doesn't work so a lot of the time it's just i'll wake up roll out of bed and i'll check my band map and i'll listen to a song and i'll be like i can just do it so sometimes i just randomly can do a one take and it'll be the best song i've done for months so it's just random it's just my brain it works really weird i personally like i always wanted to stay away from like being influenced um when i was getting creative because i was like i don't want to get dependent on it and now yeah, I do. Yeah. Now I do. Like you know, majority of the time I do write stuff. It's and I make stuff and I sing and I rap. Whenever I'm doing any of that, you know, usually I'm stoned because I'm always stoned. I'm stoned right now. I'm stoned <laughs> two minutes ago. I w- I'm stoned two minutes in the future already. Like it's what are you smoking on? Uh, soap. I'm still working on that soap. <laughs> oh shit! That is a weird ass stream name. <laughs> It tastes so good though. I'm just like, it don't taste like soap. So like, why, why are they calling it soap? <laughs> yeah, it's such a, I'm smoking on some soap. People would be like, what the fuck are you on about? What, what, what in the Christmas carol yeah. or a Christmas story is this? <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap or some shit. Oh, fudge. No, but um, what do you call it? If you couldn't tell, I'm on my 
my 30 days of Christmas. <laughs> I'm watching a movie, a Christmas movie every day. Um, ever since ABC did that when I was a kid, I, I've always wanted to do it on my own. So, um, no, that's cool. How much does your culture influence your music? So that could be your Scottish culture. It could also be your, um, it could also be white culture in general. It could also be black culture and the culture that you um, uh, immerse yourself in. Like what culture do you immerse yourself in or that do you come from that really influences your music? I mean, I would say, I would my, say whole, my whole, like, like, like I was talking like about earlier, just, my life is just, just live it as you, live live, as you just live, be me. Like I'm just trying to be me. So I just try and... I mean, maybe I mean, if I've listened to some songs or been around some, around some people, it might, people it might influence me. But a lot of the time, I'm just trying to be me in the music, if you get me. So I guess the, I guess all of the stuff that I've done and everything that's led up to my life to the moment when I'm making the song has influenced me. Because I'm just trying to, like, delve into my head and just freestyle and make some shit that sounds good. So I would say probably just whatever happened around me that day that might influence me, if you get me. I do. So you don't think that you personally, um, intentionally try to infuse a certain culture, or even unintentionally try to infuse a certain culture into your music? You think you just, it's just completely free, free reign? I mean, I would probably influence me, but like you said, maybe unintentionally, sometimes I might listen to some set or something happens or watch something. Actually, I would say one cultural thing is the government and the whole hierarchy of the world and how it works that influences me because I don't fucking like the government and all that shit. So a lot of times you hear my bar, yeah, like fuck the government, they want to illegalize weed and stupid shit. Like that kind of stuff influences me, I would say. So yeah, I guess that does. Definitely. Now you're going to have me listening to some reggae after this. Because <laughs> y'all talk about that all day, how they're trying to make weed illegal, and and the government will always say this and that, but we've been using it for centuries to do everything. <laughs> it's, it's so it, it blows my mind. It's the whole thing. My whole thing. I talk. Me and my friends talk about this all the time, but alcohol kills hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people every year. And how many people does weed kill? None. And which one? And which one? And which one is fucking illegal? Most places. It's just what the hell, man. You know, I mean, it makes you wanna save me happy, catch up all of fire, be me going that and sitting strong. Me happy sin be a wrestler, be go burn that and sitting strong. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need to smoke a joint, man. It's that stuff. Get it, bum bum, Babylon. <laughs> so I what is like yeah you need to look up um uh boom draw that's like one of my favorite i think it is my favorite reggae song of all time was what oh, i was just reggae singing is shit, man. I love bob marley. yeah yeah bob marley is great but this is uh julian marley actually and um Ooh. yeah he's really good he's really good you think bob marley's great like he's julian marley is more in step with like the reggae that I feel like you might want to hear. Cause like Bob Marley was like, he was like, he ushered in reggae with a lot of his like, you know, stereotypical reggae beats in, in, in music and, and flow. And it, mm -hmm. it sounded more like a song, like you were singing, but like yeah. Julian yeah. Marley, it, it's more like he's rapping and singing. It's, it's really cool. Not so true, yeah. yeah, it's real good. But um, I would look up Boom Draw, Julian Boom draw, Marley. Draw. 
He said, run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I am the green, green man. Up and down, <laughs> looking everywhere, trying to find me. But I'm where they looked already. <laughs> that's far. That's a far and a half, you know. He is too funny. But yeah, his, his the lyrics are just so deep. Like, he really gets into, like, um, what do you call it? How, you know, they try to um, ban, you know, we, like, some of the lyrics are like, um, a boom draw of herb, uh, they be my bedside. So like, I always keep, um, keep the herb on my bedside, um, open book of scriptures, a man won't deny, keep it high. Um, so, you know, it's in, it's in the Bible. I keep it on my bedside. He says, um, the grass is greener on the other side. It's a good meditation. I, a man can't hide, you know, um, what you call it. Real to real talk, like he says, way back in the days of old, before way back in the days of old, before Babylon entered, where plants were grown, a little draw uh, was the Solomon's throne. You can't <laughs> tell I not leave it alone. You got that voice on <laughs> perfect, though. You you can say it exactly yeah, as they say. It's, it's 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 dope. It's dope. You gotta look it up. I'm gonna send it to you after this. But um, what's the evolution of the music industry as you've witnessed, like? What do you, what have you learned from like where the where music has gone? Um, I, I would say, I would say the, it's the weird, because weird because I've watched, I've watched tons of documentaries, documentaries and movies on, on older, older bands, bands before my time, time and all this, and, and I see obviously, obviously current ones now, now and current artists, and, and the whole the scheme, scheme is, is that the artists the themselves want to just, want to just do just what do they want to do. do. But then a lot but of the time the it's their label or management, management kind of making them do shit that they want they don't want to do. So I would say so it's would probably say even more evolving into, into is even, even almost getting worse than the fact that the label and management are just controlling everything. So is that something you think would be like one of the biggest, that was one of the other questions I was going to ask you as a follow-up. What are the biggest obstacles for you personally and for anyone who tries to pursue or maintain a career in the music industry? I mean, my whole thing is, it's just the financial shit. Once I start making more money off music, it's getting to the point where I'm getting money off it and I'm doing well now, but obviously you, you always want to be doing better and better and better. And once I don't have to worry about the financial shit, then I'll be fine. But I feel like that's what happens is a lot of times these artists have financial problems and need money and they sign these labels and then the labels control them too much and it just it ends up ends not up being, being it takes it away takes from away the music, music because they're just trying agree. to use the artist i agree that's one of the biggest things like um that like has me scared like i know if i were to send the the dem the a demo of the cd that i'm of the album that i'm working on right now with shinji um the edm album if i were to send just a demo um of that album to like five different labels four out of five of them at the very least would take me and Mm -hmm. the thing that is scary about that is that so like would i have to turn down opportunities because they were trying to take all the rights to my music and because they were trying to have me basically sign my soul away to the devil like and what i mean by that is you know people sign their souls away by giving away the rights to all their music and also by taking these huge lump sums of money of capital that they're loaned by this label but it's a loan 
So you have to pay that. <clears throat> you have to pay that back, and you're indebted to the label for that amount, and then it nah, grows yeah. exponentially because then you got to throw in the fact that now in the contract that they've written with you they like you said they want to control everything so like they want to write your songs you don't get to write your songs anymore um they want to um and then when they when they write your songs everyone who throws in even if someone in the room just throws in one word or changes one thing around they're going to get credited on the on the copyright so yeah now your money is being split 15 different ways between 15 different writers it's being split six more different ways by six different producers it's being split five more different ways by the people who just sat in the studio and really didn't even do nothing. Um, then you got to pay the ins- the people who play the instruments if there are any live instruments. Then you got to pay the higher ups of the label who manage everything and your manager and all the other people, team like an advisor and a, um, a publicist and um, you know everybody and security once yeah. you get to that level. And it, by the time you're done. It's like you're consistently asking the label for money because, you know, um, and they're giving it to you because they're they're just adding it to your debt. Yeah, it's yeah, not. You don't want to get stuck in that shit. So, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest obstacles. I definitely agree. What is success to you, and how would you gauge it? Isaac. Yeah, success, because it's different for everyone. Some people's success is making fucking a million dollars or a million whatever in a day, because some people are at that kind of level. But then success for someone else is finding somewhere warm to sleep at night. You know, it's just, you've got to judge it by you. And my whole thing is just trying to do as much as you can in that day and be happy with yourself. But as, as a whole and as a goal thing, success for me is just having an... A, an, impact an impact on the world, on the world positively, positively and, and having I'm enough money that I, I need I, I can I don't need to worry that I can know that my kids my kids grandkids will be fine sorted for life because I don't want them to have to worry about shit you know it's just making sure everyone's just financially and helping it. real talk oh what's been your main struggle trying to generate success I mean, would, I, mean I, would I would just say, say I, I'm, I'm sure, sure most sure artists can relate to this. It's just getting out there, just trying to get people to listen to you without paying for promotion and all that. Because especially on these big platforms like Spotify and YouTube, it's hard to get out there. So you've got to try and figure out ways. And it took me a while but I'm at the point where I know how to do it pretty well now. But you can always get better. So it's just trying to get out there on these massive platforms. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. And at this point, it's become impossible to do that without money you have to invest in your marketing so like i've been in the same boat like um i know i would be somewhere totally different um if for the past three years i had the money to devote to marketing but because i haven't i'm still in the same situation where i'm building up a, a couple youtube subscribers a day or you know a few hundred um 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 um, band lab followers a week so yeah. you know it's like you know that's cool but it's like you know I needed to start generating income for me on a bigger on a grander you know scheme or scale yeah. and yeah. it's just crazy it's just like you you really just can't do it but there are some really cool like 
opportunities for like promoting your stuff out there. Like Band Lab is now um, incorporating this boost thing that I'm gonna try out in the future when I get the money. And um, one of the things that they do is they're partnering with this company that allows you to pay for advertisements through all of the platforms at once. Oh, that's sick, yeah. yeah. So like I checked it out. I haven't been able to afford it yet, but the lowest that they will take is $40 and then it goes up to like a thousand or two, maybe more. But um, that's for your whole campaign. So like if you do the $40 campaign, that'll be like probably like $2 a day for two weeks or something. Is that that donation? I don't know. It might be. And um, they will advertise you through BandLab, through Instagram, to Facebook, all of it uh, simultaneously. That's some good shit there, yeah. yeah. So that is definitely something I'm going to need. $40? Yeah, I will definitely pay $40 to be advertised through all of the different platforms for like a couple weeks. Yeah. What's your relationship with your fans? I mean, it's all positive because you've been in my streams and you've seen and I've been doing more Instagram live streams doing it where we have like four people on call and I can actually talk with people and I'm at the point where I would say more it's just all the people who support me are just all my friends because when I get to those crazy numbers like having 20 or 100 or whatever thousand people supporting you I could then say more fans but at the moment they're all just my friends because all the people I work with I'm just I want them to be doing as well as I am so I, I have a really positive one yeah, that's the thing about Van Lab. You're here with a lot of creators, so you basically end up, you know, more than likely becoming friends or having something like that go on. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. if you wanted to let us know um, what your different links are, what's your username, so people can find you on different platforms like Instagram and Van Lab and YouTube, and then also um, if you wanted to mention anything that's coming up or anything that just um, came out recently, like your album. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, um, it's Verotic on most because Vero's taken. Vero is my original name, but I've kind of got two now. Verotic was just going to be my weed strain name when I when I make one, but I just made it my username for. So yeah, my Instagram's Verotic underscore, and then my Spotify's Verotic. So V E R O T I C, and then uh. The music's, the music's, uh, music's uh, always going to be coming out on the regular, so you can talk with my music, that's always going to be coming out, but yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to do more YouTube videos and live streams and podcasts, like this one and start my own one, it's just good shit, trying to do as much as I can. Definitely. Last thing, where did you get the name Verotic? Because every time I hear it, I, I'll be honest with you, I think about the shows that I watched on Skinamax when I was a kid. <laughs> well, the name Vero came... It's funny. It's the viral came after I did. Uh, I did acid, and I was sitting, and I was sitting with my girlfriend, and I was like, I need to come up with a, with a name. And then she, she was like, What about viral? She used a couple letters, and then from my name, Harvey, and then she came up with a viral. And then I was like, I fuck with that. Why not? And then Verotic was just going to be my weed strain strain name. So when I have a weed strain, strain, you'll maybe see that in the next five to ten years, hopefully. (laughs) The the strain Verotic. Instead, you you won't be smoking on soap. You'll be smoking on some Verotic. 
get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, we have come to the conclusion of our interview with Vero or uh, Verotic tonight. <laughs> I am so happy to have been here with you today. And um, I thank you so much for coming out to Lensman's and rocking out with us. Please come back sometime in the future. Definitely. It's been fun as fuck, man. We'll have to do this regularly. I'll have to get you on my podcast when we get that one going. Most definitely. I look forward to it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, awesome, awesome. 